sort of stuck in your business and would really like to see how you can extract and stop doing the stuff you don't like, and you may have tried this in the past and just found it was just a bit of a nightmare. So if that's something you really want to achieve, what I'm going to talk about in this session is some of the things that need to happen for you to truly be able to extract yourself from the business. During this uh, episode, what I'm going to talk about is how important scaling is if you want to effectively extract yourself from the business. And there are certain levels of or certain stages of growth in your business and it's essential to get to a certain level and scale to a certain point so that extraction and effectively enabling your business to run more efficiently and effectively without you will take place. And that's what I'm really going to go through in this sort of episode and share some of my uh, learnings in that process of extraction. You know, currently I'm only really working one or two hours a week in one of my businesses and how do I get to that point and how can you move your business towards that sort of point as well if you're not doing that currently. Thanks for joining me on this episode, another episode of the Ideal Business Podcast. Extraction. It's a uh, it's quite interesting. I have this conversation with a lot of people because I travel a lot and I, I don't appear not to be too involved in my businesses. It's often the case of an assumption that people make is that I'm, you know, I'm effectively retired or not, not very involved in business or I've sold my businesses, which isn't actually the case. And one of the things to, that I wanted to talk about specifically, there's a lot of things that need to be in play, but specifically what I wanted to talk about in this episode today was about scaling. And as you know, one of the key aspects of building an ideal business is thinking and looking at scalability. And that's something that I think is really important uh, for any ideal business. Because in my view is that uh, a business, it's very hard to keep a business static. It either sort of consistently wants to either go down or a little bit up, but it's very hard to keep it on the same flat line. And so it's a better strategy to look at how you can build a business that is very scalable because scalability is the key to freedom. There's no question about that. And you may have already experienced this or had sort of some insight into this yourself, but this is what I've seen my own experience, my own business and working with other business owners over the years as well. Let's start, if you look at the business journey, what typically happens, we have an idea in our head we go, let's, uh, let's do it, let's kick off, let's build ourselves a business, and we get into it. A lot of us uh, that have an entrepreneurial flair, we, just, we don't need to know too much stuff. We just get into it and we start working out how to grow and how to scale the business, and, and you're just all over the place. You're doing this and we're doing that, and we're all over the place. And uh, you just put in hours, they're just, they're just a blur. And what happens over a period of time, it's not really a sustainable way of life or a sustainable way to scale and grow a business. So it's important to move through the different phases. And so over a period of time, it might be one year or two years or three years, you sort of start getting to that point where you want to stop doing certain things and move on to other things. And with that, there's obviously additional costs that you'll incur, whether it's more investment in your systems and your platforms, whether it's looking at different software, bringing on new people, whatever that looks like, there's going to be additional expenses and costs. It's just as simple as that. And often when I talk to business owners, that becomes a stumbling block. 
the stumbling block is they know, oh yeah, I can employ people to do that and I could stop doing this and I could bring external consultants to do that or you know, outsource my marketing, all those sorts of things. But what they're thinking, and I don't know if this applies to, um, if you've had these thoughts in the past, is, well, how am I going to afford that? You know, I'm not making enough money to be able to, to, to cover the costs of uh, certain aspects of growing the business now. How would that actually take place? And it's a really good point. And so the trick is to have a plan of scale that will enable you with the surplus cash flow and profits to actually do that. Sounds really obvious, seems to make a lot of sense, but that's actually the path to freedom and to extracting yourself from your business. And so for that to take place, I guess first and foremost, it's sort of important to have that realization. And often what happens in business, particularly as we start a small business and it grows, we start engaging some people, you know, we get, so we're working on our own. I remember this with the inspection business. Uh, I'm just doing inspections. My family's involved. My wife's working with us. We're just doing stuff and we're actually making pretty good money. And it's very simple. There's no management of people and systems and complicated processes. But then it gets a little bit challenging because if I think back when I started the inspection business, you know, originally my, my goal was only to get to say 20 inspections a month. If I was doing 20 inspections a month, I could be earning around uh, $15,000 a month and that would be great. And that, that was a really idealistic idea because I built some very large businesses in the past and I just didn't want to necessarily go down that path again. And so I'd sort of set it as a very simplistic approach. But what happens is if you start getting traction with the business, and this is what I experienced, then you just get more work and you get more referrals and there's people ringing you. And before I knew it, probably about six months down the track, it wasn't that great. You know, whilst I was doing the inspections, I had more calls. So I was spending all my time on the phone. I'm sort of scheduling calls. I'm dealing with reports. I didn't have a lot of technology and systems. And so the ability to just keep a business at a particular point was really not, it wasn't really going to happen. It sounds like a great concept, but it wasn't going to happen. So I had to make a decision to, to grow the business and scale it. And what happens in a lot of situations, uh, and I've gone through this process before, is um, a, lot of, a lot of people will look at starting to start, scale the business and then they bring on you know, some, maybe someone to do accounts, someone to do marketing, someone to help with the delivery or the production or whatever that is. And all that happens during that period, that initial period of growth and uh, building a bit of an organization is you're spending more money, but you're not necessarily growing the business at the same rate. And so your actual profits or the money they make from the business are flat or actually go backwards. So that's a real uh, pain. It's a really painful thing to go through because you're you're driving that so that you could actually make more money and grow the business. But in reality, in that sort of middle ground of growth, it's actually quite the opposite. You're sort of investing, spending more money, putting more time in because there's more things to do and you make, you get less returns in the sense of um, what you're, um, what you're getting out of the business. If you want to find out how you can build your own ideal business and your own ideal life, head to the show notes and follow the links to take our ideal business quiz, which will give your business a score on how ideal your business is to date. 
highlighting your current strengths and areas to work on to make your business more ideal for you. Or you can simply go to www.invisbiz.com. That's with two Z's instead of S's and get your score after the episode. Now, back to Paul. way to sort of flip your thinking on that is that at the stage where it's sort of you working in your business and you're doing activity, you don't really have an organisation. An organisation is something of value and it's a business that is really outside of yourself. And so there's there's a bit of effort and time and investment involved in building an organisation. So if you think about the process of growing the business as building a valuable asset and building an organization that it sets a completely different sort of frame of mind about why you're doing this and where the end point is going to be. Rather than just thinking about it, I want to do less and make more money, it's it's not quite that simple. That could be effectively one of the one of the goals or the aims that you're trying to achieve. But it's much, much more than that. You know, you want to build a multi-million dollar business that somewhere down the track, someone's more than happy to, uh, to buy that business off you. So you're building a valuable asset. So what happens is as I started to do that, I realized I had to make the decision to scale the business and not just sort of scale it, you know, two or three or four times, but scale it significantly if I wanted to effectively get to the point where I am now, where I've pretty much extracted myself working one or two hours a week in that inspection business. So then the question came as to the best form of scaling and uh, I chose franchising for that business and that was, uh, I think it was two years down the track is where I made the decision. Uh, It was actually after a year that I franchised and then uh, the second year I went national where I made a decision to really scale and grow the business. So what happens in this process is that typically a lot of business owners will start, will start doing those things, bring in a few people, make less money, go, this is painful. Uh, I'm working way more hours, making the same or less money. I'm not doing this anymore. And then they just chop and go back. And that happens more often than not in the scaling process. The trick is to be able to drive through that phase and then really take the business to that level where you do have surplus cash and you do have excess profits, which then start to drive and grow the business. And it's easier said than done. It's not that simple to get to that point. Obviously, there's a lot of change and a lot of structure. And as you bring more people into a business, people are complicated. Things get a lot more. There's a lot more involvement. But over a period of time, if you have a bit of a strategy and a plan, you move through that middle ground phase and really move into that next phase of growth. And where is that? At what point do you have a business which moves into that next phase? Look, it, it varies depending on the industry, but typically any business under a million, if you're turning over less than a million dollars, it's sort of in that middle ground. But once you start getting above a million in the two to $3 million mark, you're sort of getting into a, f- a point where you should be seeing increasing cash flow, better profits, and then you've got a team around you that can then assist you if you've got the right people on board to grow and establish the organisation for that next phase of growth. So I think back on the revenue uh, for the business for ResiCert, just to give you some reference and some, some numbers around it, in the first year, 
when I started Regicert with just myself, I turned over, it was a, around $180,000, that's Australian dollars. And then in the second year, when I, as I was growing the business, I actually had a second franchisee on board and I, the business grew to over $500,000. And that $500,000 then turned into over $800,000 in the following year. And then we went from $800,000 to $1.4 million and then just under $2 million, And then the following year, we went to $3 million. So that took place over the first four years of the business. So we were moving into the next phase. And uh, that next phase was really taking it from a $3 million business to a $7 or $8 million business, which requires a different approach and strategy. But what I found, and from my own experiences during that process, is it's really challenging. You're sort of focused in, if you're in production, which is delivering the services or the product of your business, then that's going to really limit the ability for you to be able to uh, spend time on building an organization. That's an important thing to keep in mind. So if you if you work five days a week in your business, you're full time, you need to have at least one to one and a half days as an absolute minimum that you can f- put your attention on future aspects of your business, not the day-to-day running and what's needing to be dealt with now. And that future stuff, unfortunately, gets uh, doesn't get the priority because it's not urgent and it's somewhere in the future. So in order to start that extraction process, you really need to be able to push through that middle area of turnover and growth and take the business to that next level, which will then be able to, to continue to expand continue to scale, reduce the activity and what you're putting your attention on, bring in more expertise that for doing things that you don't really like, whether it's you know team members or whether it's external suppliers, and then you can put more and more attention on working on the business, which you hear that all the time, instead of being buried in the execution aspect of the business. You may love the execution part of the business, that's important. If that's where you want to spend your time, then it's important that you get someone else who can manage and run the business and grow it as part of your team. So that's sort of the key. If you think zero, you know, kick off a business, you go zero to 300, 400,000, you can do that sort of revenue yourself depending on the business. You know, it's good money, but you're really having to work for it. It's, it's related to you. You know, you push it up to a million, that's a painful point up to a million, 1.2, 1.3. Spending lots of money, not necessarily seeing much better returns and it sort of starts scratching your head and wondering why is that the case. But if you continue on that path and you push through and you can grow the business to one and a half, two to three million, then you move into a different category where the business then uh, can start functioning less and less without you, more and more without you and uh, become more independent from you and you can then put your attention on different aspects of the business and how to grow it. And that's really a key thing to keep in mind and to be aware of as you grow your business. And so scalability and keeping, you know, really considering how you can create a scalable business model that doesn't require substantial investment and capital, particularly capital investment at the beginning. I mean, you can bring investors and you can do all sorts of things. You can raise capital, but how can you scale a business ideally without having to rely on that? 
And there's various different models. You know, for me, I chose a franchising licensing model um, for a number of reasons. It uh, provided working capital. Uh, I think uh, we've sold, you know, I can't remember, but over the years, we've probably raised about five million in uh, capital from franchise sales over the We've been franchising now for many years. It's been probably about 12, 13 years. And so that capital has been invested into the business and improving the systems and improving the organization and seeing how we can better deliver what we do for franchisees. And so the way of growing the business was effectively using capital from that franchising model, which was so in essence, that was the path I've chosen. It's not necessarily for everyone, but it was definitely how I wanted to grow and scale the business. I've got other, there's other podcasts that talk about why franchising could be a good or licensing could be a good model to scale and grow your business if you're thinking about options for growth. So that's the, uh, that's a bit of a wrap on that. Uh, Have a think about where you're at at the moment at those different stages. Be interesting to hear if you had similar experiences, if you've grown your business to that three, four, five million dollar mark and if you resonate and if that makes sense. And if you're in the process of growing your business, think about those different stages and how you can sort of prepare and plan to move through them effectively. Thanks for joining me today and I look forward to catching you up in another episode in the future. Ciao for now.